0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening welcome along. Monday night, 8pm, the Online Darts Live Land returns for episode 148. Myself, Phil Barnes, Jack Garwood, and Lee Boyce here for the next couple of hours to discuss all darting matters and there is plenty going on right now. Gentlemen, how are we? Hello, darling.
2: What? How are we doing? You all good?
1: All good, all good. What's been what's been going down? Busy man. Same old. Same old. Fair enough busy, busy time in the darting landscape again. It's always bloody busy. I've not stopped. Yeah, absolutely. And um, but before we get going. Congratulations to our own Jarlith Ian, who is now a proud daddy, slightly early, but mum and baby both doing fine. Congratulations to you both. I know you'll have a sneakily on at home somewhere listening, mate.
3: Can you say father instead of daddy? Daddy's a bit
1: disconcerting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But congratulations uh, to Jar and Rasheem. Um, yeah, it was all, all a bit go, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's completely screwed up my plans for this weekend. Uh, but yeah, selfish bugger. No, I'm
1: joking. <laughs> um, before we get going, let's jump into the chat room. Uh, ABM Florin, how are we doing? Zane, Andrew, Malachi, Daniel, how do? Uh, Sam is in, Kieran, Anthony is in. Of as always, mate, really like the show, mate. Well done as well. Uh, Cameron, how are we? Doing Craig Nails, James wants the Barney alarm not yet tonight evening. Chris, uh, our classic Leo, Paddy, how are we doing? Uh, there was plenty going on under the dev tour, agreed. Uh, I'm not sure how much we can say, but there was plenty going on. Uh, I'm how we... a lot. yeah, uh, how are we doing? Uh, Laura, uh, Maisie and John with you as well. Homemade ice cream, fan of that. Uh, how are we doing, Joel? Phil is in, Jamie and Big Johnny is back from Florida. Welcome along everyone, we've just shared some links on social media, so be grateful if you could give them a share, as well as Ed and Bob join us. But on the horizon, we'll come to that later, the FA Cup of Darts is back, we've got a couple of talking points on that, which are going to be interesting, no doubt, we'll put 50p in Gob and just let him run.
2: We've got more than fifty p to put in him tonight. <laughs> Have
1: you two thought about having your own
2: opinions?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just what funny. You get sat on a fence.
1: It's just funny watching you, you go along. How are we doing, Fraser? I hope you I'm still in Florida. My Apologies, joining us. I've done it, by-
2: I've done it. Ready. <laughs> Dob, this is for you just let me know when you want me to start it, and I'll just place it <laughs> uh,
3: add them all up and you can buy me a beer this weekend
2: you'd have an awful lot of beers if it was how many you moaned trust me
1: that's the point <laughs> I'll bank a few more tonight <laughs> um, right busy time so let's crack on uh, let's, let's do it let's go straight to the development tour because it was at a massive part of the starting landscape at the weekend. Um first of all boys um talk hold it holders right did again didn't they
3: yeah. <laughs> I'm not going already
1: why not? Because
3: it's stupid.
1: Uh yeah it's not ideal. They're
3: developed and off.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. But Friday afternoon, no, no, it all—they're
3: developed. We'll
1: this come on to ask and tell people who've won. We'll do shouldn't that. No, mean... it's we'll... we'll the... um, Development sort number one was one by Danny Anson. As as Lee That's disappears, yeah,
3: I'm not even started yet.
1: <laughs> um, Danny Anderson won Development Tour number one and posting some big numbers and this has come from nowhere
3: it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't it, the ceiling has always been there we've seen the ceiling on the Pro Tour in the past couple of years the problem is and has been a second season syndrome it kicks in for a lot of players it, it, it's more and more of a thing nowadays I'm absolutely convinced of it that once the whole once once it's worn off once the effect of being on tour for the first time and going to a pro tour being excited um that that's long gone right that excitement is not there so there's not as much build up to go to them then it becomes a chore then year two you're chasing money to stay there and it just becomes that much more difficult to get up and go first year it doesn't matter how much you earn because you know you've got a second year to, to go after it you can relax. You can get used to the environment. And quite frankly, every single time you win a game in year one, it's a bonus. Year two, you're doing it for your dinner. And and that's where it is. So Danny's had that problem. Secondly, his action is is so prone to breaking down. The breaking of the wrist is, is so severe. We When he was winning titles, we like, this will not hold up. And unsurprisingly, it did not hold up. Um, so there is that. But if he gets it right, he's a very, very good dart player. We have seen that. We've seen that in on the challenge tour in the opening weekend and now we've seen it on the on the dev tour. Danny is taking full advantage of everything he's allowed to play in. He's fallen off the tour, so he's allowed to play in the dev tour. I won't have, look is he too good for a lot of players on there? Yeah. But he's definitely taking advantage of it and he's learning how to win again. And now he's got to learn how to win and keep that action when it's under pressure.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure that happens but he's playing well at the moment. Uh event number two is a final that we could see on the pro tour in years to come. Barry King, King Barry beats Kian Van vane five four, and, and again two players that are just too good for the dev tour. Look, it's, it's yeah. not their, it's not, it's not their fault. they complain, it, they've done nothing wrong. But this is where the rules are just fucking stupid.
3: Yeah. and it, it's never been an issue with the players, right? They're only taking advantage of the rules that are there, as that players have done. Way before them, you go back 10, 15 years. You like sort of Humphreys have been doing it for ages. Dimitri Vandenberg was flying in from Euro Tours in which he loses on the Friday night to play on the Sunday of a development tour on picking up double titles. I was there, I saw it happen. Um, they're only doing what they're allowed to do, but the fact they're allowed to do it is the issue. Yeah, and they, they both play brilliantly. They both come through incredibly tough fields, produced a very, very good final that. If you look at the stats, 90 and a 96 is a, is a Pro Tour game, isn't it? Let's be honest.
1: A hundred percent. They
2: just shouldn't be there. <laughs> but, yeah. but just to, because of the success of your Michael Smiths, your Lou Tomfries who have done this, Dimitri who have done this, the PDC are only going to see this as a dud sign, not a bad sign, because it's only looking yeah. good on there. The the bottom line is
3: to sell sponsorship to this. And they do that by going, look how good the top averages is. Look at the performances that they're putting on a development tour. The fact they've got... Change your name. The the basis comes down to it being called a development tour. You don't want it be called a youth tour because then people kick off about the fact you've got 24-year-olds playing on it. But it's a World Youth Championship. It's a development tour because it's meant to be an environment for players between the age of 16 and 24 to kick on to the next stage of their game. If you have a tour card you developed, and I'm going to stick by that. No matter who comes in, no matter what anybody says, no matter what players been through it. If you have a tour card, you have got to a point where you are more developed than everybody else outside the pro ranks. Therefore, why do you get an advantage to go and kick sixteen-year-olds' asses every week? Because that's what they're doing.
1: I don't know, hundred percent.
3: I'm uh, waiting. It- until you're in the top thirty-two. Is is just a cop out for me, or sixty-four, whatever it's now like? Wasn't there this weekend because he snuck in to 31st? Could you imagine?
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, moving on to development tour number three. It was a double for Keen Barry, beating Sebastian Bielowitzki in the final. Uh, Wessel Nyman getting to a semi final as well. Uh, a good run to the quarterfinal for Harry Gregory as well. A uh, young man we've seen at the Motor Super Series and in the JDC. Everyone will notice I am leaving one name out because we'll come on to that when we talk about it in the roundup. Don't worry, I've not forgotten. We're just doing the brief summary before we pick the bones out of it. Dev Tour number four was won by Jürgen Manderbild, beating Leighton Bennett in the final. Uh, again, another semi final for Sebastian Biawetsky, quarter final for King Barry Nathan Gervin. Very good from them, and in the final dev tour, number five of the weekend was won by Kian Van Vane, being Dylan Slevin in the final semi final for Cam Crabtree and Daniel Stevenson. Uh, Moreno Blom, Nico, um, sorry, Moreno Blom, Bradley Ruse, Russell Nyman getting to quarter finals as well. But Bo Greaves did make a debut in the Dev Tour for the year. She you played in four of the five events, but very positive from Bo.
3: Went deep in a couple of them. and look, We're not expecting the world from Bo in this environment. We never have been, but it's good to see her in this environment giving it a go because if she is going to make the step up, like a lot of people have been asking her to and suggesting that she should go to Q School and she'll walk a tour card and she'll be in the top 32 in no time, this is where you get used to that environment, something that she isn't quite as familiar with or as comfortable with. That's that's why she picks WDF a lot of time because it's a far more relaxed environment. There's a bit more noise going on. There's slightly less rules in the in the playing area for you to be able to, to go about your business when you're not playing darts. And that's why she's tended to favor the WDF for, for a while, aside from being world champion and whatever else. But she's put herself in this situation. She said she's not going to play in all of them, some of them. Hopefully, the early success has suggested that, actually, if she can make it work of her schedule, that this is worthwhile pursuing and seeing where she ends up. And all it does is set her up in good stead for for chasing the women's series, the women's match play, and, and any of the spots that she might then take up next year.
2: And and this is exactly, just to add on to that, Jeff. this is exactly what the development tour should be for. Exactly. This weekend, Bo Reeves is the perfect example of what the DevTour should be, not us talking about totard holders and all that sort of stuff going on and romping to success. One of the huge success stories of this is probably what Bo done because there'll be mixed. People probably were looking at this and done, oh, she'll do and smash it and win one, two maybe because we've sort of demolished some weekends at the Women's Series. But actually, it's a good, it's a good leveler to see where she is and to, to see her, you know, above like, and Bennett, for example, who's got a total of after one weekend. And only playing in four of them is a huge success. So I, I just think generally it's a good weekend. And hopefully it means we'll see Bell performing it more than what than obviously because we haven't seen her in it yet. But it's a step in the right direction, which is weird to say if a two-time world champion. But it's another step in the right direction of someone who's still developing in the game. Yeah,
3: and like Cam Crabtree is another example of that played really well last year, had the odd pro tour call-up, didn't get a tour card this year, so gets another year to go and work on his game. It's, it's like a finishing school for someone like Cam wrong Don't go wrong, there's always going to be a gap. There are always going to be some people that enter the development tour who are right at the bottom of that ability, that are going to average 50, 60-odd, but are there for the experience, to get used to being in that professional competitive environment. Everybody has to start somewhere, and once you get a taste of that, it can either make you or it can break you. You go back, you work harder, You'll go back in that environment again you'll keep competing you'll you'll see what you come up against you only get better by by playing better players i guess but which sort of contradicts a lot of the point about tour cards being there but there, there's just an extreme about playing better players at that point when they're rocking out first round and smashing past people that are 40 points below any averages but like i said crabtree is the perfect example like bradley roos harry gregory are those sort of players that I haven't made a big step up yet. You might see him in the UK Open or, or whatever else they're going to jump about. But that's where DevTour should be focusing on at the top end. Not Gian and Keen Barry. Keane's had a tour card for four years.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, right, Wessel averaged 111. Yeah, look, I, w- w- Wessel's my dark horse for the year. I've made no secret. that. I think he's going to have a really good year. But again, shouldn't be there. He has a tour card. He can produce that level. We, we, we've seen it. i um, just looking at the top of the Dev Tour order of merit now. You've got Kim Bowering and Van Vane, one and two. Between them, they've got earned over 10 grand this weekend on the Dev Tour. Man. And then you've got Danny Anson again, a non-tour card holder. Fine. Jürgen Vanaveldt, tour card holder. Sebastian Biowetsky, non-tour card holder. Fine. Nyman, Slevin, tour card holders. It, it it's a it's a top eleven. So I'm going to go Owen Bates in there. Dominated by mainly tour card holders right now,
2: and and to be expected. There's no 100%. surprise we've had this weekends done because the level that they're playing at. Some of those majority of those are new tour card holders, so must be in some sort of form to come through Tuesday with some very impressive form. Come on the back of four pro tours, two qualifiers. It's unfair advantage also, in regards to coming into the dev tour.
1: It also makes a mess of the DevTour order of merit because there are tour cards on offer. So, it's like, well, hang on a minute, right, he can't have one, he can't have one, right, he can, no, no, yet. Yeah. So trying to work out where those tour cards are going. And again, the PDC have done a half-decent job in closing backdoor entries in recent years. But this is one that they haven't shut, and for argument, I'm just going to use the top two. Say Keen Barry and Van Bain struggle and need a World Championship to keep their tour card. This is an unfair way of getting that ten grand to to, to do it, because the other tour card holders don't have this opportunity.
3: Well, that's been like, why why should they get the chance to go and if you've gone and got yourself a tour card, even if it's on. Now that musicals change, the fact that you could do it over one good day is, is incredibly unlikely because you have to do it twice. But if, if you've got through that environment, you are good enough to be a tour card, I know. Even if that was a, a positive bit of form for a week, you still put yourself in that situation. I've said this a million times. You do not fluke a tour card in any way, shape or form at all. Aaron Beanie, look, you could but he still had to go and win those games, right? He still had to beat what was in front of him. You do not fluke a tour card. You don't fluke a pro tour win. You still have to go and win. This is one sport or one sport in the world where, your opponent can't hand it to you. You still have to go and hit everything to get over the line. There's no, oh, i a 3-0 lead and I'll sit back and I'll defend for a bit. You still have to go and get over the line at every single opportunity. I mean, it just makes a mockery of it, doesn't it? Let's be honest.
1: Uh, yeah, completely. Um I'm, I'm going to answer it because it was all over social media. It's not hiding. Chris says, do you know anything about the rumours on Leighton Bennett kicking off big time at the weekend and potentially getting a fine? Look, I wasn't there. However, speaking to people that were there, I would expect Leighton Bennett to be getting a DRA letter this week. Um, I, like I say, I wasn't there. I didn't see it personally, but speaking to people that, that were there, I would certainly suggest there is a fine coming. I
3: have WhatsApp him, but I'm not sure he's got access to
1: that. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it was all over social media because you're, you're allowed phones in the, in the venue now. You can't take photos and whatever. And the news come out very quickly of, a little strop, shall we say? Yes. (laughs) Well, this is my point. Obviously, look, we weren't there, but we've got friends and know people that, that were there. Are some of these youngsters completely missing the point at the moment, as in they think they're Michael Van Gerwen, Luke Littler... Michael Smith before they have done their apprenticeship because by all accounts this weekend, there was some right attitude flying around at Milton Keynes.
3: And the other thing is these are under 23s that sit and watch pros consume alcohol and think they've got to do the same to a ridiculous level. The, the physique of dart players, even those under the age of twenty-three, has changed significantly in the last fifteen to twenty years. Now you've got skinny little runts running around, getting tanked up all day, and then trying to throw darts and losing. It's not a good combination.
1: No, and I, I, I just look at people. It's like, do your apprenticeship. Not, you're not a superstar yet.
3: The problem and, with one of them is at twelve years old, he was a superstar.
1: Yeah, yeah look. I I agree. But just, just this isn't based on anyone, but just be a little bit humble is the thing. Anyone that's there, it's, it's a young, you're you're still in your infancy. Go and, go and do your learning. And I suppose this is one plus side and and negative that when I was a youngster coming through, we didn't have things like this. So we had to go and play against full grown men. So that was our apprenticeship. And if we said the wrong thing, you'd get decked, you would get chinned if you kicked off against someone. So look, I get that it's good that they are being protected from that side of it, but it's also letting their egos run out of control a little bit. But
2: that's all the pros and cons of what Leighton and now Luke to an even bigger level is doing, that it's great that they're inspirational to the young generation in regards to pushing on and going to those levels, but also, if you are at the similar age to that and you are seeing players act in a certain way or as you've mentioned alcohol being a driver for it if you haven't got that right support mechanism around you you're going to think that that's the right behavior you're going to attend events and see someone do something and think that's how I've got to behave to be the best or that's what I've got to do to put my name in lights and my making a mistake isn't an issue it's if you are making multiple of those mistakes, is where it becomes a problem, because everyone will make mistakes, from the ultimate professional to lower down, it's how you respond to that and who's around you to tell you what is right and what is wrong. stiving uh, someone a fine, let's be honest, if it's just a little slap on the wrist or some of the fines we've seen, it's not going to have any sort of impact on them. It's actually knowing not to do it then and what the there's uh, times of 20s than be them. So, well, there's a lot of learning from a number of these, and you don't like to hear it coming out of the dev tour.
1: There's a lot it's of fun. pressure
3: in that room as well, though. Like, probably more so than at a pro level. At a pro level, you're doing it for yourself, your family, and, and whatever else involved. But at a dev tour level, a lot of these guys have been hyped up for the last couple of years, pushed into it. They go out and find sponsorships, have to deal with playing for someone else's money for the very first time and i'm going to be completely honest and this uh, this is from something that i experienced myself dark connect absolutely does not help in this situation because you can see every single dart every single visit every single number of everything and it's it's an average generation it is a, it's a generation that are obsessed with that number not not the scoreline in the middle they're obsessed with a number that goes next to their name on the outside on dark connect and that means every single dart is under so much more scrutiny than anywhere else. The pros get it. Go and win. doesn't matter how it comes. But a lot of those kids in that room are there for the first time, whatever, they've been doing it for a year or so. But the first question anybody asks after a result, how did you get on? What was your average? Every single time.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. But also going back to Lee's point as well, and this is where I'm very critical of the DRA because they're, they're not fit for purpose. They take too long to deal with stuff. Nothing gets published. Something that happened this weekend should be dealt with as soon as. And now, like you said, I don't think fines work at this level. However, banning them for a weekend would. I'm not talking about a monster ban or anything like that, but just a weekend ban. So if any, someone was a dick this weekend, it's dealt with. And if it's deemed suitable, now you're banned from the following weekend. You can't play. They would soon yeah. learn that way. Like I am not talking monster bands or anything like that. Something enough to, to go, hang on a minute, I'm not doing that again.
3: I guess the problem is that where there is only, it would have to warrant severity to miss 20% of the tour. That's the issue, is that oh, again, you, can, you can certainly you should, make them learn. You could do an but event, but event, five event yeah, two, 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 two events for a weekend and there's only 20 in a season. At, losing of the weekend, 20% you're not, you of your tour is, is a significant margin. Yeah, good. We used to have the we, same issue at uni when we were looking to like if, if someone stepped out of line or whatever as a, as a national committee. We only have six games a year, maybe eight games a year. So if you're banning somebody for two, three games to make an impact, they've missed it, half the season.
2: It could be an event. Like
3: two national events. If you ban them from one of them, they've literally missed. Where uni's quite time constrained as well, where you only get a certain number of shots in because we're only on course for three years. Depending on when you've joined it, we don't want people to miss out too badly on the national event, no matter how much of a knobhead
2: they've been. Yeah, but that would to, that to be looked at individually as an event. Yeah. Also, a, a good sort of detriment for in the future would be a suspended ban. So, for six months, you're suspended. With then, if anything happens within that time, then you've got a one event, two events. Because we talked about the certain individuals, but which well, we started this off with a, an individual who's currently totally in the top 16, like sitting in that 16 position. He has a good weekend next weekend, and he's in the top two or three next um dev tour weekend. Then, if he misses an event and misses out on a grand slam spot or a world championship spots because of behavior, he's only got himself to look at for that. So, that sort of suspension or event ban, it'd be, I agree, it'd be very, very harsh to ban someone for a quarter of. The time, but if you do. said you you can't play on the Friday, you yeah. you miss a day or you know to yeah, be events be or whatever. Five, weekends, yeah.
1: five events a weekend, you're banned for the first two. Yeah, yeah. and so then okay,
3: it is. comes down to an individual situation because yeah. that's going to have less impact on the player ranked 16 than it is the player ranked 13 because he'll play in the pro tour next week. It's got three.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree That every case is on a, an individual basis, but you know what I mean that. Yeah. There has to be some con- some consequence other than financial because it's not it's not doing anything yeah. where missing something does,
2: and, and we know as well financially some of these won't even impact the player; it'll be zero coming out their back pocket because it'll be covered for by the sponsor, management, potentially a parent in this scenario, depending on the age of that. There's gotta be different ways where you can you, you can make that punishment. Um, if the behaviour is as bad as that. And I'm not saying removal of fines because it always is a good thing to have in place, but it doesn't it shouldn't be the sole factor of um, punishment. And we see that well, on the, well,
1: the, the DRA, DRA with professionals. But, yeah. but again, that goes back to the DRA not being fit for purpose. It, they, they take forever to deal with stuff. Um, stuff doesn't get published and and whatever. So that's just that's just a DRA. Uh how are we doing, Matt. I hope you are good. How are we doing, Dan? Uh Love Darts is in Lendl. How are we doing? Um uh, Harrison, no one's done anything. yet. we're just talking in in a general terms that at times the attitude isn't what it should be, and there needs to be something to to, to do it. Who's head of the DRA? Is it Nigel Meller's chairman? I think. No, I don't Is that his name? Or whoever. It's on the website, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but that was a roundup of the dev tour. Um, from there, let's go to the Premier League. And Michael Van Gogh is running away with things as we speak. And look, you can, you can tell I had 10 minutes for it. I actually did some prep. There is the league table <laughs> as, it, as, as it stands. Um, and already the signs are there. Still don't think he's going to finish top, Philip. I've changed my mind now. I think he might. (laughs) Especially after the interview that we did with him at the weekend, which will crop this week. And it makes even more sense. (laughs)
4: Um,
1: I don't think he's going to get bored this year. But the fact he's won three out of the four nights. Are the rest already playing for three spots?
3: Pretty much.
2: Yeah, he's just not gonna. He's not gonna fold that sort of position.
3: It's not he, even not gonna Williams, fold that position. I don't see enough of them playing well enough to lo- make him lose in the first round. And if he just keeps picking up two points between that, if he I'm, doesn't I'm, win run if he doesn't get past the semifinals at all between now and end of the season, he's still got what twelve weeks. Even if you say he makes,
4: I'm nothing I'm looking at last.
3: Half of them, he's still going to pick up another
2: twelve points. I'm looking at last year, and twenty four was enough. He's currently totally on fifteen. Yeah, so uh, if he
3: wins, so the third obviously, track, tw-
2: yeah, yeah. Johnny Clayton and Aspinall were both on twenty four, and Planet Clayton off for him, Aspinall didn't. But let's say twenty five is enough. He needs he needs yeah. two five more wins at port yeah. final stage to to progress. It's just
3: Do you think he wins half his first round games between now and into the season. Is there.
1: yeah? Um. Chris said eight pounds fifty a pint in Newcastle. Yeah, look, the, the venues just charge what they want these days, not just for darts, just in, in general, venue prices are are, are astronomical at, at, at the moment. But I was at a
3: lot yesterday and I was pleasantly surprised to see the alcohol was six pounds and then I realised had a February sale on at seven fifty usually.
1: Yeah. And what was that? That's I
3: saw a pound for the cut. I was like, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Um it's just Venues do what they want. Uh, But let's run you through what happened in Newcastle. Um, Nathan Aspinall beat Michael Smith in a last leg decider. Huge win for Aspinall. Um, Rob Cross beat Luke Humphreys. Again, a good game. Humphreys averaging well over a ton again. Voltage banned away. Game of the night in terms of a contest, arguably, was Luke Littler against Peter Wright. Littler winning it in a last leg decider, but Peter Wright, use the element darts, and look what happens, boys. Loses. However, <laughs> he's
2: average.
4: He's
1: average. <laughs> <laughs> surely, just stick with it, them.
2: But you know, you know the answer. You know what we're going to be yeah. talking about. You know what we're going to be talking about this time next week. <laughs> even more so, not with a Premier League, but with a an open event as well, the full weekend, we just know that he's not the, done to do that. Yeah. Um, even with the performance that he's put in at Encelad, but it probably is a bit more hope in consideration oh, what was we saying, that potentially he could have the lowest points in this format of around round. as we were all saying, that is a little bit more hope that there might be fighting there. I'm still not convinced he wins tonight, but there's still belief that maybe to do better than what everyone is, is talking about. It doesn't help him that Aspinall did what Aspinall did because now it's already people looking at Adap and them facing each other next week.
1: Yeah. Uh one, I've started your comment. We'll come back to that when we do some questions. Uh, Ed knows one plastic blue penny for a pine in Portsmouth. We know where you've been. Um and then the final oh, for a night out. Yeah, and then the final quarter-final was Gerwin Price versus MVG, and again, this was a sum contest. Michael Van Gogh winning 6-4, averaging 107 to go in Price's 99. Encouraging signs for Gezi, but again, just MVG. This was arguably one of the best performances we've seen in the Premier League this year.
2: Are we surprised? No. At the minute, the the... The only concern is his forms at sort of the one time of the year, but other than that, everything is just hitting into place. He's a, he's going to be in the the list of favourites of then this weekend, and that showed with a a demolishing of Price, who's who's not playing too bad at the minute, but he's just looking very 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 good. I don't know, hype it up too much because we've seen his little spurts from MVG over the past year or two, where he's had a few good weeks, and the performances are ridiculous. Um, it's maintaining that and seeing how he performs this weekend, um, will be a very, very good because it's hard not to predict, even with an open draw, it's hard not to predict that he'll be there on Sunday evening. But a bad result this weekend, or something down the density, more than losing to a qualifier or someone outside the top 32, and that confidence we've seen can be, can be drained out of him pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, uh, semi finals. Nathan Aspinall getting the better of Rob Cross 6'4", and MBG getting the better of Luke Littler. Um, again, another impressive display from Luke. And again, we've seen the, the big celebrations um, from Luke in terms of he's reeling in the big fish again. And there was, a, there was a slight action change between Game 1 and Game 2 for Luke. Game 1, he was almost setting every dart. And then Game 2 went back to the more rhythmical... Thing. But again, people made a lot of that. I like that. If it, if things aren't feeling comfortable, just just do the right things for yourself. Didn't have an issue with that.
3: I guess the worry is that too many changes at an early age, you can get a bit caught in between. As someone that's changed their action an awful lot over the last couple of years, just by natural evolution or not putting something with set points to go back to for so long, that actually if he then starts chasing two, three, four different actions of those, that it becomes an issue, look he's a far better player in my opinion when he's free flowing and, and just getting rid of the dart. But I also understand that he's put that set in to try and just settle himself down a second on the off and take an extra moment over that first start. Not necessarily the others. I think that was two and three. He, he shouldn't be setting full stop. But that first one, if he needs a half a second to get himself ready, then yeah, do it.
1: Yeah. Um, and then in the final MBG beats Nathan Aspinall, 6-4 to claim a hat-trick of titles in the Premier League. Before we come on to this week's Premier League, we are going to play the much-talked-about Michael Van in clip. And I've, I've got to say, I just thought this was a brilliant press conference from Michael. We'll, we'll play the clip and then we'll discuss.
4: It's, it's a, <laughs> fantastic, he's a phenomenal player, I know that. And he has such a lot of talent and he's got a great career in front of him. But like I always say pressure a little bit of him. Don't ask him too many <coughs> stupid questions. Just let him let him enjoy also what he does and uh, the, makes him a better player. I think in the long run. Michael,
1: can you explain uh, what you said earlier on about Luke Little? You said that there were too Lute? many
4: questions being asked about him. Or no, 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 no. no, no not too many questions. Uh, people, he's a young kid. How much pressure the the press and everyone puts on his shoulders? It's insane. You probably don't even know because you just ask questions. But I know as a player how it is. I don't think it's fair him, but that's my opinion. And uh, let him enjoy his life. Let him do his own thing. Of course, that happens with famous people. But uh, that's just my opinion. Uh,
1: I, I, I understand that, but so what? What you probably you, probably you probably don't. Oh, I don't understand what it feels like. No, no, but otherwise, I otherwise, what you're otherwise, you won't ask a question. Yeah, but what do you think should happen? Should he
2: not be asked questions, or should he
4: not? Of play, course, but, uh, let him enjoy himself. Everywhere, whatever he does, if he puts his shoe on, if he puts his dots in his hand, wherever he puts his finger in his nose, whatever he does, everything, everyone speaks about him. Everywhere, everywhere it's in the news, but let him enjoy himself. Let him, let him. I actually thought that
1: was very, very good from Michael.
3: There will still be people on Twitter saying there's nothing going on and nobody's going after him, but yeah. That's the second high-profile player that has been at the very, very top of the game in the last six to eight weeks now. To say, give him a break.
2: Yeah. The, the problem. The problem is, because he's been shut into the Premier League, it's very hard for that for. The conversations and the talking points still not to be about Lulilla. If he would have uh, had a few months now where we've not really seen him, the Pro Tour, yes, but we, you wouldn't have seen him on TV and then back at the UK Open, it's very different to... Fallon's always the example I'd actually looked at if someone brought onto the scene. Fallon proton scene sort of disappeared from TV a bit because of the tournaments and then came back and we saw that building up with probably New York being the total highlights of media coverage. With Lute, it's relentless because we've seen him every single week. It still looks like he's enjoying it an awful lot, I'm not going to lie, especially when he's really in the big fish. But what Michael's saying and what um, Lute Humphries have said previously is 100% spot on. It would be good to see his darts just to the taunting. And if he's not picking up Premier League wins, we don't see him in the media coverage as much. But with people like BBC and all that jumping on board, there's more eyes on the product and there's more eyes on Luke lad than... Probably there hasn't been on any other dart player for such a long time, if ever before.
3: It goes a couple of ways here. First of all, I'm not against people talking about Luke Littler. Understandably, he is the biggest name in the sport right now. If people are going to talk about Luke Littler playing darts, then fine. I've got no issue with that. It's all the other shit that's coming along with it, right? It's GB News reporting on his every single move. It's Sport Bible, every single opportunity they can get. Luke Littler does this. Luke Littler... Says surprising admission about retirement. Did he? fuck It was a throwaway comment at best. He laughed off. Oh, I might retire by 20. Suddenly, it's a clickbait. It's on Sport Bible, Lab Bible. You have to click into the comments to see it, and also sorts people are clicking through it. And that's how they generate That's how it works. It's a joke. But that's the shit that needs to go. If you want to report on Dart, Van Gogh beats Beach Littler are an excellent semi final. Brilliant. That, that's positive because that's what happened. Not. Luke Littler, Luke Humphreys proposes to his girlfriend when it's a picture of Luke
1: Humphries and fuck knows what else is going on it's a joke oh, 100% and it's interesting coming to these events now you get journalists rocking up from national newspapers, never been to a darts event before and then when they don't get to speak to Luke they're like what like literally it's cover the event it's a, it's a night and if he wins and does well, superb report on it. But it's the the expectations are again ridiculous. And look, Luke is sheltered from it very very well. The team around him do do an amazing job in sheltering him from that. But we did hear some boos in Newcastle when he walked on. Um, both players got booed in that game. Surprisingly, it was like, but it's like don't turn him. Don't turn fans against him for absolute shit reporting.
2: But the organisation need to support, as we've mentioned there, the support around Lute is very good. But the organisation needs to support him better. And do we expect to see Lute at all World Series events? Do we expect to see him at everything? That's done to happen. Um, should it or shouldn't it? He's, a different debate but the PDC have to support and be there for loot because at the minute the, the press is getting isn't all positive and let's be honest from day one of him breaking onto the scene from a PDC perspective at the world's it wasn't positive from the off and it should have been it should have been all about the talent the only way they come is. Out to
3: protect him as if it negatively impacts
2: the PDC as a brand and happening. So it's never gonna no. well it, it is having a it it's having a negative impact on the brand, i.e. the, was it the Polish buzz driver who beat him was the sort of headline? That doesn't look good on the brand of someone who's won a tour recently. However, no, there's always more on the brand. than anything else they can generate
3: normally about Radek Sigansky, so they don't but give a
2: shit. Yeah, but it's not positive, is it? It's a negative no. headline. It's a negative headline that stopped views, but it's on their brand. That's the difference. It shouldn't be about the, what o, how many eyes are on the brand. It should be what eyes are on there and are they for the right reasons? And the the companies that you've named are not helping the, the fan base and the, the progression of loot of someone who's still, I know it probably doesn't fit into our arguments earlier very well, but Luke, someone who's still developing in the game. And that's what he's doing. And it's such an exciting watch. There's no one else who's switching their dart throw from Dame One to Dame Two in the Premier League, they've oh, never done it before. So it's the same with them. We're talking about Luke Littler on a Monday, and it's not all positive, which is a shame. It should be.
1: Two other interesting things from uh, Newcastle. One was Luke Littler opening some FIFA cars during the walk-on, which I thought was brilliant. Some some fan had teed it up for him to press open, which was which was funny. I'd, I I did like that during the walk-on. But no, 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 just...
3: I still ain't signing shit?
1: Say that then, Jad,
2: sorry.
3: don't mind that, but I still ain't signing shit.
4: <laughs>
2: What's the difference?
3: That was a one-off bit of fun, wasn't it? No, and If no, everybody's no, 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 suddenly no. lined up with their phones going, can you open this pack for me? It's gonna take the piss a bit. But for a one-off little quirky moment, brilliant. Carry on.
2: You know, you know the first time someone stopped and signed an all stuff while they was walking on. That was the first time it happened. It then progressed into more. This is the same now. People are gonna try and to do stuff that. I uh, I was I wasn't a huge fan of it, but does it or just continue into further, but I don't mind the signatures weirdly on the flip side of dub on it.
1: And the the other interesting bit was sky stitching up the Newcastle players that weren't meant to be there. <laughs> that What's that?
3: I must have missed
1: that bit. Uh, there was five or six that- Newcastle players there. Um one of the long staffs, Matt Target, Dan Byrne, a few oh, of the, the others. They were, in the, yeah, they, they were in the VIP bit. And then, obviously, the camera went to them. They were on the big screens and everything like that. And then Eddie Howe was asking his Friday press conference, "Do you know they were there? He was like, no.
2: It was all lined up with bottles of water all the way across the table. Like to it be fair, they, they,
1: they, that's all they drunk was water, to be fair to them. Um, no but
2: if you look if you look back at the footage it looks like the bottles are perfectly set up i'm not saying there wasn't yeah, but yeah. if you're gonna set them up how hey, you was they would be perfectly <laughs> set up it was yeah it was it,
1: it, it was funny uh, but the premier League rolls on to the cattle shed in exeter this weekend this weekend this thursday night and i'm not gonna lie this is probably the one event or the one premier League that all of these eight won't mind losing first round. It won't be the end of the world to them if they lose early because you've got that trek to get to Minehead.
3: They can get in Dan e with us.
1: Are you on the insurance yet? No
3: idea. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> if not, just go fast enough, they can't catch me. Uh, I don't know. Um
1: Oh, but by the way, if we get enough yeah. likes on this, drop a like now, everyone. They don't know this yet. But if we get enough likes, they'll go live on TikTok for the whole journey.
3: What? From Minehead from Exeter to minehead?
1: No, from picking up you to Exeter. Well
3: no, we've got to go via Jar now and all sorts.
1: Or at some point they'll go live on TikTok.
3: Maybe we've got enough battery to do that.
1: If you know how yeah. a car chargers? Yeah, but it's
3: an electric car. We need that to get us there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, we'll I'm going to vlog for the weekend. I vlogged for the
1: seniors'
3: weekend, didn't I? So uh, yes, so, I'm yeah. going to get the camera out again I'm to to and the,
1: um... and he's bang up for it. Yeah. So there will be some. There will be some OD live action from the road trip from the north to Exeter at some point on Thursday. Right, action! First up, I'm. Free. Hey, how is... he got
2: away with this? He's travelling down as well.
1: He can, he can do tra- Instagram. You can do TikTok.
2: I'm travelling down tra- tra- way too early.
3: Yeah, and people will be awake. Our Australian <laughs> friends down <John>
2: under, <laughs> <laughs> Americans
1: um. will be asleep yet. <laughs> um, but. First up, Luke Humphries takes on Michael Van Gogh. And probably two of the most informed players in terms of number-wise at the moment. Luke Humphries posting some huge numbers, but but not winning. And Michael just doing his thing. What we say in chat room, and where are we going, you two? I haven't done my predictions yet, so these are mine. I'll stick them in the WhatsApp afterwards.
3: Yeah, you're still at week right. three. And if they're not in by Thursday, you're getting discounted. You said them on the stream, but you never put them in the chat. Done the rules. You've had an extra two weeks to give me those predictions now. They're not in before Thursday. You ain't getting those points. You have been told. (laughs) What are you laughing at? I'm being serious. I don't do if, buts, and maybe's. Sadio Mane is the best player in the world. No, I'm joking.
1: Um, Right. So if I just go, if I just go back and look at the um right numbers, give you. Are you going to go back and check the stream to see if they're right?
3: You didn't get that many points. You would have told us.
1: I can't remember what I said.
2: You definitely would have told us.
3: You can clip it and send me it, and then I'll do it. But I'm not going back to find it <laughs> myself. Evident, um, my good friend,
1: <laughs> um, right? What we're saying, MVG Humphreys chat room, get involved as well. Give us your score predictions. Humphreys, Martin, six four. Ooh, come on. Oh, he, he, he's not playing till Friday. Ooh. I'm going to go watch him wherever he's on just so I
3: can shout Martin Lukman like Pete yeah, whatever his name is Philip that's it Swiss Phil uh, I've can actually you... got on three six four
1: written down as well oh. I'm going to go 6-4 MBG
2: That's how how we start. That's how we started his conversation the other day with him as well. I've I've backed you every week, Michael.
1: (laughs) Uh, Nathan Aspinall against Peter Wright. What are we saying? Asp
2: six three. Wright six five. I'm believing.
1: Getting a bit right, 6 4. <laughs> I've seen enough. I think he gets two points. I've
3: heard enough of you two to go away.
1: <laughs> uh, in price against Rob Cross,
2: Bobby, Bobby, Bobby,
1: Cross, Cross, Cross.
2: 6-4. Cross 6-5. Did you have 6-4 nothing at your face, God? No,
3: I had 6-5. I just didn't expect any of you to back cross.
2: <laughs> Sterling Price the Premier League, he doesn't have bat as much as you'd think.
1: 6-4, ice price baby. Littler Smith.
3: I've
2: just written six, it out. Where it gone? Six, six four, Luke. Luke. Six three, oh. Lukey boy.
1: Six four, Luke. Right, from your predictions, who wins and who do they beat in the cattle shed? Humphreys. Yes, Laura, he may have found his underpants.
2: <laughs> Humphreys wins. Next. it mm, losing the final, but they've done up, dog. I don't believe it, because you're
3: predicting it, so fucking no chance. <laughs>
2: He loses to Luke Littler. Mother. I've just, I've just thought about him. It would be good to keep him out the press, and he's going to have to talk to Philip on Thursday night. Does he wins it? Poor kid.
3: Does he not suffered enough the last few weeks?
1: No. Um. Price MBG final.
2: Oh, here we do. Chat. what way is he going? I'll let you guess. What's well, so he got? Price MVG? Yeah.
3: Oh Michael, Michael. I don't think he can be goaded <laughs> into it, but it's definitely Michael. And he wants to say Michael 6-4, but he ain't got it in him now that we've called out his
1: prediction. <laughs> I'm going I'm going back on that Michael wins 6-3.
3: Idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes it four in a row and then Wheels off into the sunset. Uh, like I said, what, wills,
2: what I will say, is he definitely didn't back Michael Week Three, the one that we haven't done. But I've got a feeling on the message to you, we will have backed.
1: Week Three, I went for uh, six-four cross, six-two Van Gerwen, six-three Humphrey, six-five Price, and I had MBG to bin, win. I mean, There's four, no six, way that... You, yeah. There's
2: no way that you had Peter right to win two leads. Not possible. <laughs> the others, I believe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've got a really good interview coming out with Michael um, this week. Um, very, very good. Very honest. And it has got a massive bleep in it as well, which is always funny. Um, but that is what we think is going to go down in Exeter Can we ban Phil? Unfortunately not, Matty, because I've got the buttons.
3: I mean, in this software, so do I, so... Yeah,
2: and so do I. Actually,
1: if you do the camera, I'll just watch the second half of the food. (laughs) 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 Um, So that is what we think is going to happen in Exeter. Whether it does or not it's another matter. But, you know... Does it ever? Yeah. Right. The UK Open, the FA Cup of Darts, is back. But before we look at potentially what could happen in the ball allocations, one real shit thing is there's two buys in the draw. Come on now, there shouldn't be buys in TV tournaments.
2: Not at not when it's um, already known. If it's something that happens the night. I know if something's to happen on the Friday evening, if someone not playing on the Saturday once the tournament started, or something happens on arriving to the event, then it's very, very difficult to manage, as we don't expect reserves to be sat in venues. However, when it's four days before the event starts, and you know before the draw's taking place, it should not be happening. Not a chance.
3: Especially no. one, at least one of these bars has been known for a significant amount of time. And it makes no sense. And I've said this for a number of weeks because I double-checked. He's in the fucking fan zone on Saturday.
1: Sunday. Yeah. You could have still done that and played on the Friday because you ain't making it to the Sunday. But play. Oh, yeah. oh, look, 100%. And the other one missing is Adam Hunt. Um <laughs> His other half may have booked a holiday by mistake before he won his tour card back.
2: you would be fuming. And back to your point, Dob, you might not make it on Sunday, but it would not have done for the sport if he was playing on Friday and the ball already put up for a Sunday morning exhibition or view, whatever it is. The, but the, the, the PDC should have done something about that. That was well known before the Royalist Qualifiers took place. Even if you didn't know until the last one, you could have had your finalists from that event. You know, there the oh, was. Two, Never two, two so so. The challenge, it's literally safe yeah, place. the same play. The next no, person in the
3: challenge order, Marina, doesn't uh, have a talk about
2: right? That's what it's there for. Uh, however, they've done it, whether it be Dave yeah. Challenge, Women's Series, anything, the the, the field should be complete. It, we can argue well into the night about the different variations because we keep talking about that we should be seeing the top eight women's players in this and all that. So there's, there's so many different variations. What you shouldn't have is a, a boy. You shouldn't have anyone who's who's progressed through and it's set out quite well. I like how it's done in regards to the players coming in at different stages. You've got your breakdown quite clear of your first, second, third, fourth round breakdown of how you made it into the tournament to then have someone automatically get into the second round who's actually only in that first round criteria it just doesn't make
1: sense. No, I, I agree that those buys should have been filled. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a TV major that there should not be buys in there. Um,
2: I, I don't even know what the justification would be for not filling them spots.
3: There's no rule or precedent to do so. And because every tour card holder is already in the event, they'd only be filling it with somebody from the challenge store so they don't give a shit. You can't, no, you, you can't use the qualifiers because they've already set in stone how many of them and whatever else. You can't then reward somebody that's beaten in a final because how do you pick which of the... Yeah. Well, challenge
1: tour well, or dev tour is
3: there. But the challenge tour is your secondary rankings. There are players on there as you go down that list that haven't got tour cards that would have fit in next if the next person on the challenge tour withdrew or whatever else. The problem is if you wow. suddenly call up two, three, four, well, two women at this point, one, one buy was known significantly earlier than the other and two, if they're only there to fill buys, it's a little bit of a... It becomes a gimme at that point, doesn't it? Like, that—that that those spots wouldn't be available to those two if everybody took their spot. So then you'd have to take them back off the next year or do less qualifiers or give someone else less spots. So to just say, give it to the ladies whilst it it makes sense to grow it and give them the spot you'd have to take spots from elsewhere in in following years and I'm not sure they're going to do that unless they cut as however they do it Um you have to go down a challenge for would it
2: why would the challenge take precedence over the dev does the challenge
3: because it's a it? secondary the challenge, challenge takes precedent in terms of getting a tour card so nobody
2: takes precedence over the um, pro tour events where the development is obviously about develop, developing players. And for certain players that were not already in the draw, it would be a great opportunity for some of them potentially to play in their first ever professional event.
3: But challenges used for the top up for pro tours and you get tour cards and whatever else filling up from that one first. If a player's in the top two on a challenge and a dev, they get the challenge spot and the next one dev goes down. So at that point, that's your secondary ranking. That's your next highest tier. You take it. You, your replacement
1: list comes from that, simply. So, fair. I'm, I'm, I'm up for this one. Webby, yes. Wayne won't want any part of it. <laughs> no, but it'd be great. That would,
2: that would, that would be great. But only if he's on stage. Seeing them on board seven would be very, very busy <laughs> on Friday afternoon.
1: Too fair. Where, where we played with some new darts at the weekend. That should play really well. Um, but yeah, I agree. The, the The challenge tour should fill the voids. Right? Well, I've had, again, I've actually prepared a slide. So we had the draw early on last week, and today the boards dropped. So this is how it looks. Any surprise allocations for you guys? Um.
2: From a game, I probably expected to see stop Mitchell and Light and Bennett on either stage one or stage two. Probably the weekend didn't help on part of that, but before then, I was expecting that to see it on either main or stage two. Other than that, I'm not very surprised with anything else that really came out of it.
3: The one I might have looked to move up would have been Toretta, Grundy. Just because there's a story there about Italian.
1: Yeah. Um. Anything else that stands? I
3: mean, potential Ricky Evans, Chris Landman game on board three. That'll be rapid.
2: And I know it's as we cover all organisations but PDC are obviously only focused on themselves considering you've just had a new world champion it would have been very much good to see him on one of the main ones but John Anderson being on board for I know they're not going to look at that but Sam's just mentioned it as well yeah it's not like he's not a fan's favourite as well it's not as if he's only done the seniors events and we've not heard of the person from a professional perspective
1: He's, well, he made it that far. We get stage two,
3: round three appearance from him. But yeah, no, no main stage for Hendo is.
1: On the same sort of thought, I know he's on stage two, but the fact that how big darts is in Belgium is now. I'd have quite like to see Andy Barton's on the main stage early. Yeah.
3: Yeah, with um, all due respect. Van der just isn't doing it for me as a main stage game.
1: No, I agree.
0: and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Steve Lennon's playing some off decent darts
3: in a minute,
2: but... And as you've said about him being on board a Stage 2, the potential that he could play suits in the third round, and that's... on Stage 3 is probably surprising, because then you look at some of the other potential Round 3 games that have made it Onto stage one, stage two. Quite surprising.
3: So that, I always got to... Because that's
2: the last yeah. one,
3: too. That's the one you're looking at going, actually. If that's a... a well, any of those, to be fair. Brooks, Crabtree, Van Dongen. the end of the minutes, Tree, Cole plays on the main stage. Well, Van Dongen, Tree Treekole plays main stage already. So, then they're chucking them to two. They might then re-promote that to one. And you see the same players. I...
2: That was the first one I've probably looked at last year and this year was what's the final dame on stage two does so many times it's moved. Yeah. And because I think there's three more dames on stage two than there is on stage one. Yes. I know they have the breaks, but it only takes one slow dame on stage two and that then uh, changes significantly. So I'd be surprised if uh, Menzies versus one of those four isn't moved. Um, from what I can see, would that be the only one that sticks to stage? I couldn't see any of the others earlier when I was on a the- twinkle through. Um, so the, those games those would remain from stage two too with their main stage and main stager then, which is an advantage.
1: Trying to find... What game am I looking for? Yeah, there it is. I'm surprised board number seven. I appreciate it's not a PDC story, but in terms of a darting story, Joe Joe Croft Croft playing, I think, is is a story to be told.
3: Especially when he's a writer's qualified starting from round one. If they want to tell that story at any point over the weekend, he's then got to go three rounds and get a half-decent draw when they do the, the pot later on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, to have that on the main stage, and especially against, look, Willie Borland's at a nine-dollar world championship. It's not as if it's a complete dud game. There, there, there's a story there. Willie Borland back on tour.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. they both play a spot.
2: decent place. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he remains on? on. Just looking at the run he, he, he made, it's 5 6 five six seven. isn't it? So, if Gerald Croft was to make it, or just made it to the third round, that story will be given to you by Ned and probably Webby in the bathroom, but we wouldn't actually say anything apart from his his winning moments.
1: Yeah, uh, com- completely. Um, look, any other potential ties that you like the look of in the first three rounds? I know it's difficult to predict, but is there any potentials that we like the look of? Again, it's a potential right now, but Alan Souter and Andy Barton's—I quite like the potential that, of. Yeah.
2: I just—I'm surprised that is at main stage. Sebastian
1: Biowetsky
2: against Ashley Coleman,
3: round two. Yeah. On board eight, Coleman plays Walters first, the new German tour card holder. Sebastian
2: Biowetsky against uh, Jensen Walker up on the main stage. And on the, the one that team. I looked the one that I looked at from a uh, round one was Rafferty and Levy. Yeah. Personally, I'm probably gonna spend most of my Friday in stages three to eight, so I'm disappointed when I've seen it that it was on stage two, but that's probably a, a round one. Diamond, I like Rob so Owen's first
3: battle. game in the tournament. Is on stage too. I thought that's a nice little throwback for him. Yeah, because when he made it all the way to the semi-final, the entirety of the tournament was played in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%, a hundred percent. The beast from the east. I, I, again, there's a there's a lot to get through before it can happen, but a potential Jules Van Dongen, Cameron Menzies in round three.
3: I think any of those four names against Menzies. Yeah. To be honest. Tree Cole will be an entry in one. Crabtree, we've seen what he's capable of. Bradley Brooks, when he's on it, fantastic. We saw better from him on the Friday at the Super Series recently rather than the Thursday.
2: And I guess the thing, is, Cam's coming into it with a lot of confidence. His performances in the Pro Tour have been so good. But the downside of this is everyone who's coming in at Round 3 is playing someone who's either played once or twice already that day. And potentially playing someone who's already played on that stage, the slides, as I think it'll move to the main one. Um, so it does slightly change the the advantage in that one. But he's he's one of the names who you're looking at as sort of an outsider because of how well he's playing in the pro tours to though deep. Just trying
1: to find his route to round three. I'm interested to see Wessel Nyman. I know I keep saying it, but I just get a feeling that he'll be buried on the outside boards as much as possible because of everything that's happened. But I think that might suit him.
2: It yeah. suits a lot of them, doesn't it? Not being, not having that main stadium. That's a possibility. It's not the worst of runs. If to progress to round four, with saw more difficult.
1: Uh, look, I, 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 with the greatest of respects, I think he beats um, David Sumner the qualifier. Then he'd face Neil Zonavald. We never know what Zonavald we're going to get. Don't get wrong; the good Zonavald is very, very good, but there is also an absolute stinker in zonavald uh, as well.
2: The same can be said in the next draw, to be honest.
1: Um, but then he's got a potential. If it were to be this game, Mike the Decker, Wessel Nyman, and round three should be a main stage game.
2: That, however, that's where it's difficult for PDC. So
1: yeah,
3: no, I, it's I, because I it that, is but... so
2: many, it is so yeah. many potentials, isn't it?
3: And they clearly don't rate the Decker because when they changed the Dutch starts invites to include Belgium hmm. for Dimitri, they didn't put Mike in over someone like Van der Waal who's playing garbage. So, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, how are we doing, Phil? Hope you are good, mate. Um, being leads That's for the Premier right, League. <laughs> um, look, obviously, we can't give you a oh, he's got a nice section of the draw, but who are you hope or one, who are you expecting, and two, who are you hoping has a decent run in Mindhead? Chat room as well, get involved if you haven't yet. Make sure you drop us a like and subscribe as well. Who Who do you think will have a good run, and who are you hoping? Goes deep,
3: Gary. Is
1: the, that an expectance or a hope? a bit of both at this point.
2: The The hope of those deep would be just looking at Pro Tour. We've already spoke about Cam. Second one would be Ryan Searle. For Ryan Searle to perform how he has done on the Pro Tour, it would be great to see that followed up. From an expectation, um, from who I'm sort of expecting to do well. I think the good run's coming from Heta. And I mentioned him last week, Josh Roth. I think Josh Roth had obviously, it's very much draw dependent, but I think Josh had to go deep into Sunday. It's, cause it's it's coming to a time where this is someone who's speaking so highly about. And at the moment, he's sort of done under the radar. So a good weekend to be in store. I'd love to see a return to form for Johnny Clayton.
1: He played very well on Friday night. That's
3: very what I mean. Well. Uh, I, I think the dip in form that he suffered over the last six months were entirely out of his control. Like Emotions can affect you in, in many different ways. I think that a good Johnny Clayton is good for darts. And I think there's a gap right now as well. Look, we're looking at that level in the Premier League and Aspinall's not quite his best. Peter Wright's struggling a bit. There's a gap for somebody to go in. That's an established player of that range. A Joe Cullen needs a, not doesn't doesn't need a good run this week, but would benefit from a from a deep run as well. A Chris Dobie, all those players that just missed out on the Premier League. This is the first. As Paul Nixon put it on social media earlier, this is the first PDC major of the year. This is where you not stick your hand up because we've seen the likes of Gilding and Knopf be <laughs> overlooked significantly. But if your face fits and you win this one, there are worse places to be.
1: Oh, agreed. that, uh, yeah, if a certain type player won this one, it's more beneficial.
2: You, you've spelt highly about him Doug, over the last few months, and then it's very hard to predict the run of it, but Stephen Bunting, this has got to be one that he's looking to seriously attack. I know every player that takes this is a, potentially a great route to the final, but the form that Bunting's been in after six months, surely that's that's a name that's got to be on the tip of most people's tongues to be an expected runner in this.
1: Depends how you? Steve Bunting just, is. Hasn't been, been very
2: well.
3: Well he's, a, he's, the social, the last he's of been brought, blocks, he probably shouldn't have even been there. Yeah. It's
1: whether he's well. Best enough, best it's whether he's well enough to produce.
3: Yeah, on that coast at this time of year, is it going to be the best environment for Steve Beaton's and at Stephen Bunting's health at the moment, wandering around trying to get warm, to then have a crack as well if he rocks up in the same form that he was in at the Masters and whatever for the last few months, 100%. Nobody's going to want to play Steven Bulton. No. But if he rocks up and plays like he has done on the Pro Tour for the last two blocks, I'll have a crack at him on board four in the afternoon, please.
2: Another name, I've just seen someone mention it in the final, I can't remember where it's on. Dirk van Dijverboda. The sort of changing form there has been ridiculous into someone who we thought there was only one way that that player was doing due to injury. Uh, then this could be a huge confidence weekend for Dirk. Oh, if he does into hard. it and lose, if if he loses round four, then it's a massive um, confidence hit. But if he can let himself into the position where he's in the draw in Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, what a change that would be. It's not someone that's thought about going on to win it because the form he's been in coming into this would be a huge story. But if he can let himself into winning two, maybe three games this weekend, I think that's a great step um, for Dirk.
3: A, a lot of that depends on the draw for me, for Dirk. If he gets a, not a nice one, but a competitive one to start, then, yeah, I think he can make his way into the tournament. The concern is, look, we saw him have a half deep run at the Pro Tories. How long can he produce it over that weekend? Can he produce it three, four, five times? Over a longer distance as well. Let's not forget that element to it. Um, if he can, then brilliant. I'd love nothing more than for Dirk to be back to his best. Because when he is back to his best, he's a joy to watch. 180 hitting is absolutely superb. He's got the right amount of animation on stage for me in terms of when to give it, when not to give it. He's a player that you can see all the emotions on his face. You know when he's gone in a leg. You know when he's struggling. You know when you feel like he's not going to come back from something. And that makes him enjoyable to watch to me. Like, every emotion is there and raw for me. So, yeah, if he's... Shifting his shoulder injury and getting like it doesn't have to be 100%. he returns to 90% this weekend, wins two or three games, comes out of it positive, and then loses a close one in a race to ten, brilliant.
2: Solid weekend. But it, there's a, so many players, and for of list off a couple of them easily that very very pissed off if they're not on the main stage.
1: <laughs> Der Chulo,
2: he's going to be one of these who's thinking, yes, the competitive game would be very good and that sort of thing, but. It surely would, especially on Saturday, uh, Friday evening, Saturday afternoon, would like to be tucked away on board, five boards since it Ethan sort of get himself into that tournament, which is not normally the dirt approach, but surely that's not got to be the way he's looking at it this weekend and not be as pissed off as certain players are when they find themselves on stage two or beyond.
3: I think stage two is the prime one for a player in that situation because there is still a crowd that are focused purely on you. You get a respectful environment, you get your MC and your referee, which is just for you. And you don't have to worry about any other noises or distractions from other boards or celebrations. You can focus just on your game. If you're not going to be on the main stage, go and be on stage two. It's a a really good halfway house for me, for players to to go and build it up, play in a decent environment, get used to that. There's enough reaction there. If you hit a 180 or win a leg or whatever, you still get not a full-on walk-on, but you get some sort of, semblance of a walk on you still go through all the motions of a big stage game without it being in that big ten.
1: Yeah.
2: Is Philly I asked you this because I know uh how much you like the, the debate of people being on main stage. Looking at the eight Premier League players. Yeah. How many of them make it on the main stage on Friday night? Let's say that none of them draw each other. We've got what the possibility none the of them draw each other. We get Let's say of them all... all three yeah. If if all eight if all eight are free of a, another Premier League player, do all well, eight of them mate, on stage.
1: Will there be eight games on the main stage?
2: Yes. Yeah. One,
1: two...
2: I thought
1: there were just four. four. No, we don't. When they yeah, come in. They're best, they're best of 19s, isn't they? When they come in, it's,
3: yeah, first to 10s. Four per board. Is it? Yeah. yeah you are right.
1: If they don't draw a other, or,
3: They use all eight boards at that point, don't they? And then the following day, they yes. drop down to, yeah, yeah, to, to, to two four. boards. So, yeah, they use all eight boards at that point. So, are all,
2: all, all
1: four, are all four of those Premier League players? Three, definitely. One question mark.
2: Humphreys, Littler... Michael. And going, yeah.
1: And the question mark will be depending right. on who Gary gets. I think there's a, no, a
3: Gary gets. If you get Adobe Clayton, are you really going to put Go price against Ryan so Joyce?
2: Can yeah. I just throw what Bobby about
1: Clayton? what about Andrew Dildin? No, I've got more chance of playing on the main stage. The last year, not the main stage you, you look
3: at it because i remember being sat here this time last year going it's an absolute bloody disgrace i don't care who they are daniel office defending champion and his opening game was not on the main stage and i'm going to say exactly the same when i won't be in the main stage when he's playing it but if andrew gilding isn't main stage it will be just not on they've earned the right to do that as a, as a basis
1: the giveaway was when they announced the Labrook's sponsorship deal for the UK Open and Players Championship. The graphic didn't have the defending UK Open champion on.
2: Should be on main stage.
1: Should be. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he shouldn't, but the fact. So it, won- is
2: is I'm guessing, without looking back, I'm guessing not putting his on stage two. So yeah. that would be the dilding approach. Because he's got to be on a? He's got to be on a stage.
1: Yeah, they're raised from boards five to eight or three to eight, whatever it is. There's is a, a little step. <laughs>
2: it's tough to be his defending champion because so disrespectful otherwise.
1: Um, But no, I don't think he's on the main stage. I, I think out of the Premier League, boys, three definitely. And, the, and the, the other spot will depend on the draw. But there's no way Littler's not going on the main stage.
2: World champion has to.
1: World champion of world number one, and there's no way Michael's not. So. Uh, yes, Daniel
2: is that is that is that a is that a precedent for the weekend though? Because obviously we've still got
1: 100%. four stages
2: on. We've still got four stages on Saturday afternoon, then down to two on Saturday night. Yeah, hundred
1: percent.
2: F- them free are main stage throughout the whole weekend.
1: Definitely two of them.
2: Littler and Michael. Yeah. I want to disagree with you, but I think they would do that way, even though it's not right.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just the, the the form Gary Anderson is in right now. Although the PDC pick the boards, ITV have some kind of, oh, we'd like this one. Whether they get it or not is another matter. But they would want Gary on the main stage. If the you've form...
2: got like a Dar- Darry Anderson, Ryan Searle, four-throwing Dame, Torrent Form, Torrent... Uh,
1: no question, if that has to be.
2: Though. There's no way that it's, it's not going to be on there. But there is, there's also some other names in there, but I agree. I can't see them to at least being on centre stage all the time. Main stage, sorry.
1: Yeah. So I would like your winner and runner up of the UK and purely guessing they get kept apart. Chat room as well. Uh Daniel, I'm not sure yet. Depends if I can get back from Dublin or not.
2: Um the two people I'm expecting. Diamond to beats Josh Roth in the final. Job. James Wade is one, and then he'll play. You know, Tommy,
3: no, not even close to me.
2: <laughs> it's on no. iTV, it's on iTV, though. You sure?
3: Positive. I think we get the world champ back to winning weight. I think Luke Humphreys beats Ryan Searle in the final, who is not in the match play Yes. <laughs> <coughs>
2: Um... You... right there Phil Jack how do you think this one's <laughs> Michael Van
3: Gerwen <laughs> beats either Gerwin price or Luke Littler in the final
1: you've got one right
3: He's not going MVG then. He thinks he's too knackered. So Price is in the final and he's debating Gary because he's fucking... <laughs> what was that song by the Zombies? I'm in your head.
1: <laughs> no, I, I am going for the El Clasico final. MvJ plays Gary
2: Anderson. At a time, watch your head. Say
3: you? now you've got to upset one of your boyfriends
2: because if you put them both there, one of them's got to lose. <laughs> he, he's definitely he's defi- no, he's, defi- he's definitely winning back the Premier League draw. He's doing six each. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Van Gowen puts last year right. Eleven. 11-
3: Eight. I'd love to see him play on board six just once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll turn into a comedy show.
3: Don't you think it would be funny though? Just put them all I up there. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I if you're going to push BDC TV, put one of each. Put, <laughs> there's eight Premier League players, put one on each board.
2: it would never happen.
3: it would be beautiful and make them all play at the same time so you can't watch them all that will stop people saying we're bored of watching them if you can only see one of the eight yeah instead we're going to see all eight of them on the main stage as if we haven't seen them for 12 billion times already
2: positivity's bat and then dob
3: more behinds us. <laughs> Martin Luke Mann.
2: is that all uh, on the way all weekend? Yep, yeah. that's yeah. how I'm gonna yeah.
3: greet you across the multi room.
2: every time. Every time we lock eyes,
3: I'm just gonna see you and just scream Martin Luke <laughs> Uh,
1: Andrew, I wasn't being smart, I said, I think they are this dark. Were they a Peter Wright dark? Yes, did I name the wrong one? Yes, but I didn't say they are, I said, I think. They are this one. I was uh, literally
3: about
1: to ask you there, right, now when you started talking, and then you got it. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got the Mamba and the Medusas ran the wrong way. Um, Matador says feels like there is an advantage for the top players on the stage all the time. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I remember, was it Adrian Lewis and Nathan Aspinall spoke last year because they were on the outside boards and hated every minute of it? That's
3: yeah, why Adrian Lewis isn't playing this year.
2: And Aspinall beat Alan Suter on board eight last year in one of the best games I've saw. So, and it won't be for numbers perspective, but the drama involved in that and ass coming through it. Even talking to Suits afterwards, he absolutely enjoyed every minute of it and apart from you shouting Martin Lukeman to me all weekend I can't wait to be back on boards
1: free to 8
3: I'm going Reds all weekend because there's closer proximity to the bar and less chance of me losing my spot
1: there's a new MC for Reds as well it's me Martin Lukeman it's a well it's a recognisable voice that's all I'm saying and also. No.
3: Philip Brzezinski.
1: No. Ross I've Bray. never had what's that? Ross Bray. I've never had the I've never heard him MC before, but we'll see. Paul Starr. It's not that time. All right, let me. you're not gonna spend
2: any time in boards three to eight.
3: There's too many stairs, bro.
1: I'm not sure if it's common knowledge yet. That's why I'm not going to say.
3: Oh, you put it in that one. I was waiting
1: for WhatsApp.
2: No. I know. I just had an eyebrow raise. Mm.
1: Yeah.
3: Rob, those headphones will not be of sufficient quality to block me out this weekend, I can assure you.
2: Correct. I've tried it at multiple seniors' events and it hasn't worked, so I don't know why this one won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but that is the UK Open We had double trouble At the Super Series See, I remember before being prompted About it this time
2: so uh, I'm down on a piece mate, from front of paper That's not in use the definitely done it on that in front of you
1: <laughs> <laughs> your, one, weekend.
2: one week Boise doesn't want to talk about it By the way Because his
3: best mate Neil won <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Yes Matador They are involved in darts already Sort of.
3: I think I've seen them elsewhere as well.
1: What, on darts?
3: No. But in this role?
1: I think so as well. On another product that Matt Truman?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, correct. I think he's done it there as well. Um, but yeah, super series double trouble was won by Neil Duff. And first of all, I enjoyed the, the concept of a special week, thought it was really good,
3: freshened up a bit, didn't it? Made a change, and we got to finish shifts early. It was
4: beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should play more best of fives. That was brutal at times. That best of five.
2: It's I think we we spoke about it the lead up too. We knew it was gonna deliver in it could have delivered in many different ways because of the drama of Dublin Dublin double out. Um but yeah, it was shorter games, it was a lot more brutal than we've seen, even though the best of seven can be and has been at times anyway. Um but that just continued and through witted teeth, many congratulations, Neil, for winning <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs>
1: And that, look, to be fair, in the, the semi-final and final, his Dublin stats were incredible. Absolutely. In
3: night, was ridiculous. It was nine from 12 going into the final. He yeah. had a bit of a mare in the third leg, I think. It, second leg and third leg, I think it was. But yeah, look, he's played really well. He's built up through the week really nicely. A couple have gone at it hard in the first couple of days and, and found themselves with an empty tank by the end of it, especially those that had been at the Circus Tavern the weekend before. Um, he played really well. He, he did what he had to the uh, the doubling format isn't about being special. It's about being consistent. Yeah. Because you have to get in and out as well. And that, that makes a big difference to just producing 12 dart leg, 11 dart leg and having a leg off and not being competitive. Like, the pressure that is built by not getting in is immense. I mean, we didn't get a brush. Look, no. It's nice that it didn't happen, but also as a fan you sort of want to see just one, don't you? It's a, it's a bit of
1: do you want to see how the and player really reacts
3: in that sort of regard? I think the closer we came to get them on was either the semi final or the final, yeah, to win it. Like that was mental, but yeah, look, really good concept. A couple more uh ideas already in the bank. The next couple of themes are already known to those in Portsmouth, or, or certainly one of them is. Um, be announced later in the year or later in this series. Um, That's a lot.
1: Later in this series, because it's happening in 12 weeks' time.
3: (laughs) Um, I thought today started really well. Um, Shane's played some some solid darts. Nathan Gervin has shown glimpses again, but the lack of consistency really is hurting his game at the moment. Um, Who else was up there today? Ashton... It's starting to look tired already, and that's not a good sign on day one of a group A campaign, but she's done tavern full week and another full week.
1: Uh, Nathan using new darts as well, I noticed from the last time he was there. Yes. I don't reckon. I don't know who they didn't recognise the dart, but I know they weren't,
3: bled, weren't they? The target What's that? Bled. They were the target belives.
1: I don't know, that's what I was I didn't recognise what dart they were. I just I'm know sorry. they weren't. Yeah what he normally throws and he was playing with the, the K-Flex
3: yeah, back end. Which are back in stock but cost you an extra two quid right now because uh, <laughs> the demand is so high. Really? Yeah. They uh, got a second batch in today and instead of being at 6.50 as they were released. release everything's 8.50 now. Supply and demand isn't it? It's gone oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Most places are sold out already. They only got back in stock this morning. They cannot get them quick enough.
1: Mad, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
3: The, that the, That is changing in sport. And the minute a Van Gowen or a Smith or someone goes, everybody's going to
1: go. Van Gowen will not use them. 100%. Because I was chatting to him about this the weekend, Funny enough. 100%. You'll never see him using them. But there are just certain players that you can't see changing technology. Michael, Gary being two of them.
3: But Gary will be gone by the time... The, the guard changes effectively. Van Gerwen is going <clears> to <throat> have to adapt if it's producing better results for everybody else because he still is only 33 years old.
2: And money talks.
3: Lee, are you older than Van Gerwen?
2: So is Philip. Why was that aimed solely at me? Because
3: t- he's significantly, and we can see that. You, on the other hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Say that as a compliment. I, think, <laughs> I, can, I can see that in one, but not quite in you. Uh, yes, but I am. All to the Thank you very much for pointing that out.
1: My
3: pleasure.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be interesting. Look, all manufacturers <laughs> now have a version of the, the molded flight and, and stem. I know Gob, you've you've experimented with different ones, so you're probably uh but I've I've only I've thrown a few of them, I can't get on with them.
3: It depends on them and It depends on the moment. Like I've thrown significantly thinner ones. I've thrown Cosmos. I've thrown Condors, both Zero Stress and uh, Axe. I've thrown the new Windmill um, Fusions. I've thrown Owl Styles. I've thrown Harrow's Click. I've thrown every single model you could find, either one piece or two piece, apart from really consistently the K-Flex. I did have a chuck with Jared Cole's darts of the week, and he had a set of K-Flex on them at that point. But I was more concerned about the barrel at that point, which I've now gone out and bought a set of myself. So, um...
1: of which, how how are they going?
3: When they're on, they're very good. I'd ordered them and then I played last week for Mace's team and played very well with my old setup. And now it's sort of in the back of my head. I was like, (laughs) oh no, what have I done? (laughs) Um, Yeah, they're all right. I'm never going to be a world beater. I'm way I'm way past that, but. I can find some consistency. I was, it's more getting the action right at the minute, which is a bit all over the place anyway. So,
1: always has been. Fairs. Um, WDF. We throw
3: him or not be in a vlog this week, but it was in the
1: seniors one. Was it Slovakia or Slovenia this week? I'm not, I didn't see. It was about five WDF weeks. I, mean, I, didn't, I week. didn't see anything of it. I know Matt Edgar was out in, in one of them. Um,
2: what? Wow. was so nothing. But yeah, didn't see.
3: I think Pratnamo won both in Slovakia. And Paige, I want to say Paige Pollen won. The girls and the women's. Nice. I said, I didn't, didn't see. You may have just made that up though. That may have
2: been Scotland last week. No. Nothing. No, it wouldn't have been Scotland.
1: Well, speaking of Scotland, have you watched Matt's vlog on... Absolutely ruined it. And no, I'm, a lot of- I'm
3: a YouTuber now, so I've been watching the numbers on my own instead.
1: <laughs> um, and a lot of comments backing it up that wasn't the best by all accounts.
3: I've not watched it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah the, the, the the Scottish Open. Yeah, Johnny's just put it there. Yeah, the, the Scottish Open didn't come out of it covered in glory, I have to say. Uh, Matador says, I was in Scotland, it was awful. Yeah, it uh, it didn't sound great, I'm not going to lie. Which is a Mm -hmm. shame, considering the, the, the prestige that that tournament should have.
3: Yeah, but when you travel back 30 years to get there, what do you expect? Hello
1: to all our friends in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fair, days, at then. least
3: the Scottish Open is in Scotland, because the Welsh Open is in Western Supermare, so
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not sure if he's in the chat room as well. But I'm not sure if he's in the chat room, but Dan did some market research for us after we spoke about that and asked Mrs. Simpson that if he was going to the play in the Welsh Open, would she mind? The answer was no. I'm going to plan the Welsh Open in Western Supermare. Is that all right? The answer was a very emphatic <laughs> no. <laughs> it should
3: have been further away.
1: <laughs> yeah. So thanks for Dan for doing some market research for us. We thought we'd um try the try the waters on that one, but wasn't to be. Um is A he planning the UK open or could if he wanted to second part he could but the first part is no, he is not. Uh, Matt says also the Welsh Open... see him on the,
3: on the green on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Um, also two weeks before the British Open. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Where is, is the British uh, Open still in still in Bred?
3: I believe so, because it used to be in Celsius,
1: didn't it? Celsius, sure. Yeah, Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was in Chelsea. I used to go all the time. Because oh. it's are like only an hour and 40 minutes from mine. So we used biggest to the caravan
3: park in the country is Celsius. Maybe yeah. even in Europe. You have to get a bus to get to the third bit. That comes once every 45 Oh Yeah,
1: minutes. it's absolute huge complex.
3: When I played pool there, I used to know one of the <laughs> organizers on the county on the national committee. So we used to get one right next to the front door.
1: <laughs> uh Dan, uh, Daniel, there's nothing to talk about. It's just a draw. We don't even know two of the players yet. So until we know who they are, there's nothing really to talk about. It is there. Ta-da. But yeah, House and Taylor Adams and Hendo and Thornton. We don't know who they've got yet. <laughs> so until we've got the complete draw, we're not, we'll get, we'll we'll do a normal preview once we know who they are. <laughs> Adam, the odds on the new UK Open champion making the main stage or stage two on Friday night. Oh,
2: he's on stage two. He's on stage two uh, on Friday night? Look,
3: look, he has okay odds of being on the main stage if he draws a Premier League player. If he draws Luke Littler, he's straight on there. Fair play. Well done. You're back up so, there.
2: Okay, so, we say that if he draws a Premier League player, if he draws Peter right in the fourth round, is he on the main stage? Because I don't think he is. To
3: be honest, I wouldn't even want to see that in red. I'd be going upstairs. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but you'd be saying did we be saying if a, how bad of a president would that set, if the Utah, the torrent Utah helping champion, draws a Premier League player and he's still not on main stage, he's sort what of telling like you not going to be on that. He'll
1: be on stage maybe, too. I think
3: maybe he needs to do a little dance at the end of his walk on and then he'll get the recognition he deserves.
1: Hey, he's got the <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will from
3: in between us.
1: Um. Uh, no, Phil's going to carry on and play to the end of the year. Again, we've got an interview with Phil dropping this week from the weekend. Uh, yeah, we discussed Bo early on. She had a really good time at the Dev Tour. I think sat 10th or 11th on the order of merit now.
2: The, I want to say 11th. 8th. Eight Did...
3: Bates is 11th.
1: I want to say eight. I thought she dropped a little bit because she didn't play the last one. 10th. we
2: were all on 10th.
1: I said ten for eleventh.
2: Let's say loads of numbers and I'll of them. Yes, she's in the top, top five hundred and twelve. Well 10, done, me.
1: Always back. Always back yourself. Give give yourself outs. So it works. <laughs> Rule number two: never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> um, what's bigger? Winning the UK Open or getting an invite to the Premier League? Getting an invite to the Premier League.
2: What depends who you are That's uh, how surely you? that that surely player dependent ask Dar Anderson that question now <laughs>
3: grand slam just <laughs> a bit open what do you say Triple friends right 22 I've stayed calm until this point but now I'm going to lose my shit there, there we go.
2: it's ready. you should red have said a lot about it when straight away. <laughs> it's all right it's alright though because he shared a photo
3: earlier where he was introduced as a darts journalist
1: I know so yeah
3: for a man that consistently tells he's not a journo
1: content creator journo
2: <laughs> List.
1: What do I think of the Phil Taylor Michael game? To be fair, Phil actually played quite well, but Michael was just relentless in the game in Chester. Like, relentless. He was averaging 126 at one point. It was bonkers. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's Uh, averaged
3: 85 and it's purely a scoring average, but yeah.
1: Did that drop the he had a he had a shocker of the last leg?
3: He left to finish after 12. He had one bad visit of 30, but Van Guren opened up 45
1: in the leg. Oh, he had one bad leg, it might have been three, but he was all, all right apart from one leg.
3: So am well, I? That's why I walked with a limp.
1: Um, should Exeter be strapped for another venue, Andrew? If you can find another no. venue that's close enough to Exeter, yes. But at the moment there just isn't anything near enough to get players, staff, equipment for the UK Open.
3: Doesn't have to be near Exeter, by the way. They just put another Premier League night near wherever they find it. That might be what's holding them back from going to Sked. You ain't going to Lincoln. Nottingham to Skeggs a ball eight at that time of night. But yeah. Yeah, I'm bully about something else then. I can't
1: remember what you got away with. Whilst he tries members, make sure he drops a like, everyone, and subscribe as well. Right, get your questions in then. Whilst have we forgotten anything for this week? I think we've actually done quite well.
2: Well, the one thing we normally forget, you sparked about 20 minutes there just to relax, just to the person who won, but other than that, um did we have a pro tour before Pro Tour last Tuesday and qualifiers?
1: Yes, we yeah. did. Um Jesus. Let's come back, some. Christ, we've been, a of, been a lot of water under the bridge since then. Uh Ryan so actually winning a pro tour at the end.
2: Wait, was, no, was that? No, that was Monday. Damon Hetter beat Christobe on. Was that Tuesday. Monday?
3: Yeah, there was that one. Fuck me.
1: Yeah, because yeah, Damon Tetter's finishing was literally finishing from the gods. Like, I, th- I think... Yeah, well, it's like,
3: that movie, gave it a big one and then bailed at the perfect time for it to all go to shit. Because I genuinely, had to go and be I, important I, I, I to the Wales team in Elks.
1: Out of the eight legs he won, there was either four or five tonne-plus finishes. It was literally ridiculous. Uh, Malachi by all accounts that has been false reported and there's been a segment of the interview taken out of context I haven't read it so I don't know I've just seen a lot of people kicking off about the article I saw Danny Bagish stick up for both Leonard and Jules in a in a social media post as well so I haven't read it so I, I'm not going to comment on it but my experience of Leonard is, has always been good. I shared a car with him for four and a half hours from Blackpool to Portsmouth.
2: He might not say the same in response to you, Philip. but
1: Probably not, but,
3: <laughs> but I'm pretty sure his words were, oh my God, not this guy again when you had to talk to him. Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine quote.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. It, you know what it was? He just didn't want to spend the time with a journalist.
1: He was worried that what's the what to <laughs> um so uh adam we we've spoken about this funny enough and i'm not sure it could be done because although area 57 whatever it is is big i'm not sure it's big enough to hold a premier league night in
3: the main arena
1: They haven't got time to strip everything out and strip it back again.
3: You have just give the UK open as part of the Premier League sponsorship deal and add an extra 200 grand to your plan.
1: That's not the issue. The issue is it's different broadcasters, so they wouldn't have time to rig for one broadcaster and then rig for another.
3: That won't be an issue in a couple of years anyway.
1: Possibly, yeah. But at the moment it is. <laughs> um yeah, Whitlock hit a nine Whit, Whitlock hit a nine data against Luke but still lost. Uh no, I'm Weird. in the Premier Inn. They're 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 on site, I'm in the Premier In.
2: Um it's weirdly that I'm gonna be at a data event with you, Dub, and we're not we're not roomies. All right. I'm at the Premier Inn on Thursday. And then you're mixing it with us.
3: Slumming it. The only other time I've stayed on site has been in a nice little chalet round the back because I kicked in Kyle's. It was lovely.
2: Yeah, I've tipped in these. I tipped in these rooms last year. Lovely won't be a word you'll use all weekend.
1: They um the the, the best accommodation at Butlins is that blue skies that the top sixteen get. They're incredible. I don't know
3: where those ones are.
1: So you know where Area Fifty Seven is? Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: They're behind that. Oh. Uh, it is Butlin's Minehead. What's John
3: McDonald going to say this week? Because he can't say the beautiful city of Butlin's Minehead, can he? It's not like the Vatican.
1: It will just be. Here we are at Butlin's Minehead. um
3: what do we think the debutants line is going to be can't use tungsten time It's take them
1: 32 grams <laughs> <laughs> uh right get get your questions in then we've got about 10 minutes of question time for you? The closest town to the venue is Minehead. <laughs> in, in terms of major town, Taunton? Was,
2: was the one that we've got started in our bath, bath and answered about the Grand Prix?
1: No, that's a good if point. It was, no, it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. Um, sorry, we did start this one early for you. Do you think the Grand Prix will be in Leicester this year?
3: Uh, I prefer to keep it at Silverstone. There's an actual track there, but. Yeah,
1: well, I'm doing, Uh Yeah, it will be. Got it. Yeah. Um, my gut says yes. I know they were looking at a couple of venues in in Ireland, but my gut says it will be at Leicester, unfortunately. And
2: also, the window of sales for that won't be far away. You would assume with the match play going on today, the Grand Prix is what a month or two after from sales normally. So.
1: Well, that, yeah, um,
2: have to be tied up very, very quickly.
1: The World Series, World, yeah, the World Series finals have gone on sale, so that's not like yeah. the first proper event at the back end of the year after the, the the break. So, yeah, it won't be long until they're looking to get them on sale. So, yeah, I should imagine we would hear very, very soon. Um,
3: well, the match play went on sale today, and sold out, didn't
1: it? It's done. Oh, Dave, there, there is right, literally get anything. There, I think I saw the graphic. There is very, very limited tickets for the second window tomorrow.
2: The graphic that they sent out early was only sold out Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Very limited on the rest, but that graphic was put out pretty early. If I'm being honest, up so you might be right that that's now changed, yeah. Even when I say pretty early, a few hours after release. Um, and obviously, that window is now continuing to be open for PDC members.
1: Yeah, look, they're not—they're not going to go on general sale. Um, What what was also encouraging is it had limited numbers for the Sunday afternoon for the women's match play as well on that graphic. Which would be very, very good if the ticket sales increase again from last year.
2: If they were able to sell the bottom of the Winter Gardens. That would be right.
1: Last year, it I was close. The,
2: yeah, that's what I mean. If they could make that step to then sell it all of the bottom, that would that would look very very good and be very good for all the ladies to play in front of that many players in a what is a, a brutal Sunday afternoon tournament.
1: Yeah, um, do the players who get knocked out early generally um, weekend stay for the weekend? Generally, not all of them. Some do, some don't, depending. yeah, do. yeah
3: I... Because it's such a ball egg to get back to any hotel, the most of them are travelling with each other. So the concept of dashing off anywhere when you've got a driver and then you've got to get them back into London, or even like Bristol Airport, which is isn't a major flyer to anywhere, isn't worth somebody leaving for a significant duration of time to get them to an airport, to then come back and do the same run again, potentially a day later. A lot of them just to okay. clear off Monday morning or Sunday night.
2: Yeah, it depends. It depends who they're partnered up with, and how far they are to travel. Um, a lot of them were, from memory of last year, a lot of them were still around. Especially on the Friday, if you've done the, if you've done in the first couple of rounds on the Friday, your health, health consumption across that day means you're not going to be driving anywhere that day. That you tend to still be there until at least the Saturday. But then there's still a lot of support throughout. I didn't see many of you around on the Sunday. If I'm being honest, that one. We moved to one, to one sort of room then. But across I I right, the floor in Saturday.
3: No, <laughs> yeah. In terms of engagement with PDC dart players, this is the best event to be able to have a conversation. Pivetum. But don't expect that. At the same time, don't walk up to them and go, "This guy said you're going to talk to me because you're at an event." Like there's still people out in public.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rob, the super series is just looking at uh, a couple of other uh, avenues at the moment. Um, thoughts on the main stage? Well, yeah, we said it earlier, Adam. Damn, I mean, they've done a particularly good job with the selections. Uh, big Johnny's off to ride Gardens of the Galaxy. Superb, mate. Child.
2: The, the one, the one main stage game that we didn't really discuss about, that I don't remember, was it so that Steve Beaton's on there? Considering it to be his last Utah Open, well, you'd expect it to be his last Utah Open, potentially to be his last Utah Open game if result doesn't know as well. It would only be fair that he has he plays on that main stage at some point this weekend. So to make sure that happens, he's got to be on the first one, hasn't he, So For him to be on is a dud pit, but not many of us. Do we yeah. think
3: the likes of beaten and those that are going to drop off shortly and potentially play other avenues like the seniors would still go to things like the UK Open qualifiers?
1: No. It's only one a year then, isn't it? Don't think so. It's my personal. No, neither do I. Yeah, uh, who's on comms for stage two? I know Nico is, but I don't know who's doing it with him. I don't know if Dan is working for the PDC or ITV this weekend. No idea, yeah. I don't I know Nico's doing it, but I'm not sure who he's doing it with.
2: Is the coverage set up for ITV for Ned, Mace, Ron a Little, Jackie? Webby, Webby doing stage two with Nada. Then,
1: no, I think you'll see Webby in the main stage as well. Uh Dawson, Nico, all weekend. Yeah, I, I didn't know if Dan was working for IT. Which they, look, that's good that Dan's on stage two, but criminal that he's not on the main broadcast. It's <laughs> like yeah, double-edged sword.
3: Not, I can realise that. Dan Dawson deserves the entirety of the World Championship final, then surely ITV can realise just how much better he is at pretty much every avenue of this event than a certain man that loves cycling.
1: Yeah. Sounds like Mason Webby are going to have heavy shoulders again this weekend. I mean, We're back a minute. How the fuck is Nathan Richards still alive? <laughs> Little shit. Um. Yeah, no, I agree, Matt. I, I, I couldn't see Steve Beaton rocking up at uh, Riley's in Norwich. This could be quite a good story, but I just can't see it.
3: That'll be an experience for him. Thirty-five years after winning a world championship, using a pool cue as an hockey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> flooded toilets, and
3: he loves. He loves a decent day out. To be
1: fair, yeah, not quite sure. I mean, Adam Smith's nine dollar dot pulled to end it up on eBay. <laughs> he hit nine
3: dollar last week as well.
1: Yeah. Yes, indeed.
3: <laughs> well, you oh. big kids ride.
1: Um, what darts tournament happened? have I been... Um, Riley's Norris, <laughs> the darts tournament. Yeah. I've mean, played a-
3: ball there a couple of times and it's always been alright. Because we have to travel to Great Yarmouth and obviously we used to work for Riley's, if we had a big weight over on the train, then a, on the way to like interleague and whatever, a couple of us would just book a table on our staff card and go in there. We played like nine ball on an English table and all sorts, got like the manager, got all like the decent... Like gimmick balls out fucked around for ages didn't
1: pay for a thing you I mean Probably want toilets do not work. yeah <laughs> yeah they no the reason an dog. yeah no no money to refurbish it
4: yeah
1: uh yes, Matt the theme weeks will continue. there'll be series theme week, series theme week and and so on. Oh, I know the next one. So do I.
2: Don't we all? No. Hasn't this one been announced or if I... Uh... Yeah, it's no, not it's totally it. yeah. not been announced, yeah. Don't say
3: anything if you think
2: you know it. Oh, with that, Yeah, I do know Oh All right,
3: the next
1: one. Has Gob ever hit a 9 dollar? I can, I can tell you the answer to that.
3: Yes, I have. And then I woke up
1: with his face and his cornflakes going... <laughs> oh, I don't know it's cornflakes in
3: 2024,
1: you're correct. Cornflakes are decent. What's see crunchy up ones? What's he getting rid
2: of them? Are we ending this show on
1: cornflakes? Please, <laughs> me help We've ended shows on worse things.
2: I would like to say we've ended it on better, but I thought a bit when. <laughs> maybe end the show full
3: stop that's it I'm on that yeah. bomb jet. it really is time to end
1: <laughs> yeah uh, everyone uh, thank you for your support as always we will try and let you know our plans for the UK once we finalise them just chatting to the team to see who's available because most of them are there um, so we're just seeing what we can muster up for you uh, five interviews coming out this week. We have interviews with Michael Van Gogh and Phil Taylor, uh, Mark Webster, Luke Humphries and Johnny Clayton, all to drop, which will be good. Um, speaking to them away from PDC Environment, they say some really good things. So we'll have them dropping soon. Of course, Premier League for you this week as well. But before we sign off, boys, have we missed anything? Fucking torn
2: flights, man no
1: cocoa pops
2: now we're talking do you buy the little the little sit path of multiple oh, variety little, boxes whatever they were the variety bots yeah no
3: we used to and then i used to realize that one wasn't enough so you end up eating two at a time anyway and it ain't bloody worth it <laughs> do, do,
2: do you want me to bring you some to my head
3: no I think we were looking at the food package so someone bakes us omelettes instead. Because <laughs> we're bringing Dan Pellegrino in with
2: us, aren't we? To answer your question, Philip, no, there's nothing else to speak <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: Everyone, we have been on Nine Barts. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce. Thank you very much for your continued support. This will be available as an audio only in the morning as well from all good providers. But that is us signing off. The UK Open is on the horizon and we'll see you all very, very soon. Martin
0: Lukman! Stupid